Welcome to a new episode of Talking Rivals, a weekly show exploring everything about the best bleeping rivalry in baseball, hosted by Patrick Trotty, covering the Boston Red Sox, and Chris, covering the New York Yankees. And remember, you could catch us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and you could also catch us on Sportswire Radio at sportsinarium.com backslash player. And you can find the scheduling for that at Thomas Bryce 2017 on Twitter. He's the station manager there. So, Patrick, Boston is on fire. They have moved back into a playoff spot. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling good. Uh, we'll see after these next couple of games because they're playing the Angels. But they're back to 500. Uh, things are looking better um, in the playoffs, like you said. Uh, a ways away from the Yankees, but how are you feeling with the Yankees? Uh, I can't really complain, you know, with how this team is pitching. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm still, I don't want to say shocked, but I'm a little bit surprised how good the starting rotation is. You know, the bullpen uh, Yankee fans, we've, we've come to almost take it for granted how good the bullpen usually is every year for the past you know, I was thinking the other just just before we went on. I was thinking how many years it's been that we've had this great bullpen, and it's been since I think Rivera got here in '96. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing, um, but um, I, I, nobody nobody seen the starting pitching as good as it is right now. You know, we 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 kind of assumed something would would you know take a step back, whether it's Severino coming back from the injury. Tyone coming back from an injury. Uh, Cortez pitching amazing. I mean, that's one of the most amazing stories we've seen in a long time. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing we could complain about as Yankee fans. I mean, there are, and we, and we, and I probably will <laughs> complain today about it, but, um, yeah, I feel really great, you know, and, and to see, you know, you guys back into the, into the wild card position where I think, you know, we were both kind of, you know. Yeah, I, I thought that if Boston would make it, they would sneak in. I didn't see them as dominant as the Yankees. Um, it, it's really early, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, I mean, we're still talking, what are we, June 5th or whatever, and uh, June 6th. So it's way too early to talk about playoffs, but it's, you know what? If you're in, then at least you're not looking up. And saying, yeah. all right, who do we have to catch? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, you got to catch the, the division leader, but now it's at least at least you're in. Now you got yep. you got that ticket. So now let's try to get a better spot in, with that ticket. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. Um, how how was the uh, the week for you guys? I know you guys were playing on Peacock yesterday. Yeah, I didn't watch the game. I was not uh, I was not signing up for Peacock for uh, the couple of games that the Yankees are going to be on. Um, but I do like the idea that they have the two local uh, announcers doing the game along with. So who Peacock. was it? Uh, this week it was Flaherty for the Yankees. And I think it was Jack Morris for the Tigers. Nice. Along with their play-by-play guy. I'm not sure okay. who that is, but um, we had a great week, you know, six and oh, <laughs> you can't get any better than that. Obviously um, beating the angels uh in that three game series 
and we'll talk about the Angels after in a, in a little while. Um, they're on a free fall. They've lost now 11 straight. Yeah. We got them, you know, I mean, it's amazing how, and we beat them pretty convincingly, 9-1, 6-1. The last one was only 2-1. That was the uh, the great game that Tyone pitch, pitched, mm-hmm. uh, the perfect game going into the seventh and the night before, Cortez, perfect game as well, going into the eighth, right? Oh, uh, I know Tyone, yeah, yep. I mean, both were amazing. Um, but uh, that Thursday night game, uh, the second the second half of the doubleheader, actually, uh, it, it just had the had a playoff feel, um, you know, because of the Angels being the superstars that they have on their side, uh, being the perfect game going as, as deep as it did for Tyone. And the, the, it was a scoreless game going into that eighth inning yeah. with, uh, with Tyone. So um, pretty great. I mean, just back, you know, just a tight that it, it did feel like a Thursday night game four playoff game, you know, but uh, it was pretty awesome um, to see. Uh, and, and just uh, like I said, with Cortez is just, it's mind boggling how good he's pitching, you know, leading the league in ERA with 1.5, I think now it's the, the, the most positive Yankee fan. And I'm one of them never would have predicted this. So no, um, no. even Tyone too, he's been great too. Uh, yep. Montgomery has been solid. Uh, Cole is Cole, you know, he's not striking out 20 like everybody wants him to, but you know what? The guy's still, <laughs> he's still the ace, you know? And, but uh, yeah. Um, and then we went, you know, sweeping Detroit, which is, you know, not that big of a deal, but. They're, they're just playing. I mean, you got to beat them. Yeah. You know, so still, <laughs> you know, we, we'll get to the complaining part now it was still Gallo. Right. I mean, he had, a, he got a home run. In one of these games, uh, not yesterday, I think the day before. Um, so maybe he's breaking out, but um, it's just when you watch him play, it's he's just not. <laughs> uh, he's just totally lost still. Um, yeah, it's not good body language. Yeah, I mean, still batting 176. He did hit the home run yesterday. Drove in two. Um, uh, it's, it's just not good. I... I I think the closer we get to the trade deadline, I think his days are numbered in New York. Yeah, you know, I think a team is going to f- come around, probably not offer what what we offered to get him or what we traded to get for him, but um, I, I think a team's going to come up and and think, hey, you know what, a change of scenery, get out of New York, maybe a little less pressure on him, and he'll go back to what he was. And See, I don't think on. the Yankees get much for him. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's going to be, I think we gave away four prospects, two pretty good ones. And um, I, I think if we're lucky, we'll get two decent prospects, not even top 10 guys, you know? No. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things. Or somebody in kind of his situation that needs to change the scenery as well, I guess. Yep. So, but. Um, and you don't want to trade them to. I guess you're trading to a contender that thinks they can. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you don't want to trade them to a team that you that you might face in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I would. I so, totally agree. Um, National League, I guess. Yeah, I, I would think so, and I think at least defensively, he still holds a lot of value because he plays a very good outfield. He's a 
you know, gold glove uh, right fielder and he can handle center and left pretty well. First, mm-hmm. first base as well. So he definitely offers that value. He's still there. It's the offense where you're hoping what a change of scenery will, uh, will kind of wake him up. But um, yeah, maybe San, maybe San Diego could use him. That's yeah. the team always comes up that needs a bat. Maybe Milwaukee. But uh, to to what you said earlier, well, I mean, what are we going to get back for? What is what could I, they offer I, us? <laughs> I think you get one prospect back. Yeah, I think you're right. And maybe a veteran with a bad contract or a something back, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But nothing, like I said, you, we're not getting four good prospects no. back. No. <laughs> so that kind of stinks. But you guys, great news for Boston. Uh, between you playing well and California, um, the uh, Angels, excuse me, just free-falling. 11, they've lost 11 straight. I mean, that's crazy, but you guys are on fire. Yeah, we uh, were undefeated in June, so I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won against Cincinnati, uh, and then went to Oakland and swept them in uh, in Oakland. And uh, we get the Angels now, and we're on the road in Anaheim for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. <clears throat> and then, um, I mean, you just saw the Angels play. Are mm-hmm. they are they as bad as? Is this just a freak thing, or? No, I think too, uh, and we we spoke about it before the season started about their pitching. I think their pitching is catching up to them. And the other thing that's kind of surprising is how bad Trout's been the last during this streak. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's not. Otani is batting what, like two forty? Yeah, Trout yeah. is batting two seventy four. Otani, like you said, 242. I mean, he's still got the 11 homers, 32 ribbies. But I mean, those guys, they got to hit. I mean, they got to score runs, this team, because, you know, we were never impressed by their pitching, and it's starting to show now that how bad their pitching is. Yep. Um, you know, Otani hasn't been great as a starter either. You know, three and four with a just below four ERA. Lorenzen got shelled before so maybe he's starting to come down to earth um sandoval has been pretty good but uh yeah this is definitely a series where boston's got to take three out of four and just yeah. put a couple of games distance between them and the angels and just move on to seattle yeah this is huge for the angels i mean they got to bounce back here i mean you don't want to i mean i know it's early and all but you can't keep losing games like this 11 straight. I mean, forget about the division now. They're, you know, they're eight and a half out now, nine in the loss column. So I think the division is done. Houston, you know, they're, they're not giving up that lead. Um, no. Angels got to worry about now is just staying in a, a playoff spot, you know. You know, Seattle's going to, they're, they're going to go on a roll at some point. I just, I feel it just like last year. They got hot. It might be too late for them, but I think they're going to get hot at some point. You know, the White Sox, we've been talking about them for all year, even before the season, right? Yep. Uh, they they got to get hot too. So Angels got to act, you know, they, they got to act fast here. And if they don't take at least two games against you guys, I mean, this, I know it's early, but it might be their season right here. Yeah. 
I, I agree totally. Um, I'm looking at the, the the schedule and for the Red Sox, this is the month where they have to kind of space out their their uh, wild card lead because mm-hmm. July is tough. I'm already looking at July. It's Tampa Bay, New York, Tampa Bay, New York, Toronto, Milwaukee. So June is definitely with the Angels, with Seattle, with Oakland, Detroit. These next couple weeks, the Red Sox have to accumulate a bunch of series wins. Yeah, if you could get out. Yeah, if you could get out three out of four against the the Angels, and then two out of three against Seattle. Yeah, that's great. Coming home to play Oakland, St. Louis. All right, that's going to be a tough three game series, and that'll be fun to see Albert Pujols in Fenway. Yeah. Has he played that yet? Yeah, he had to. Oh, that's right. He had to. He was on the Angels for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, as a Cardinal, I don't think so. Did he? Uh, during the World Series. Oh, that's right. Yep. Wasn't he there in 04? Uh, yeah. 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 Definitely. That's right. I was just thinking in the interleague games, but. Yep. Yeah. And then you guys got Detroit, and then you go on the road again for Cleveland, which they've been playing pretty good. Yeah. And then Toronto, of course. At Toronto is always a, yeah. It's always a nightmare for all of us. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're getting hot. Are they still hot? N- um, I don't Let's think see. so. They've no, they actually, lost. No, no, they're eight and two in their last ten. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. I was looking at Tampa. They've lost two straight. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. To me, that the standings look almost. The way I thought it would, I just I thought Toronto would would have won the division. I still, you know, but right now I I don't see them beating the Yankees unless they make a major move at the deadline. And no, there's no, I don't think so. But. Yeah, because you know the Yankees are going to make a move at some point. So, and I, I always go back to it, like with the Yankees, we we talk about how good the pitching's been, bullpens, you know, good. They're they're a couple of guys down. But I still say the offense is still not going on on all cylinders. You know, you're still not – again, Gallo giving you nothing. Hicks giving you nothing. Donaldson is not – he hasn't hit his stride yet. He just got back from his, in, in his injury. So, let's see. Maybe he gets – maybe he gets going. I mean, he's not a guy you brought in just to be a good glove. He's no. a guy you brought to be a middle-of-the-order bat, you know, to hit 30-something home runs. Exactly. Driving a bunch of runs. So right now we haven't seen that guy yet. So that's that's a third of your lineup not really giving you much. And catcher Trevino's been great. I mean, that's the other one. You know, like nobody's seen this guy hitting the way he is. You know, he might be start. He might be the starting catcher in the All Star game, which is you know again <laughs> nobody had that. But no. uh, you know, Higgy's still not giving giving us anything offensively. But Trevino's been great. Um, you know, IKF, he's the other one that's, but you know what, as long as they're good defensively, these guys, you kind of like, okay, you know, as long as they're above average defense, you know, you really can't complain, especially a catcher. So, but, uh, I'm trying to think now who would start (laughs) the all-star game for catcher. American league is tough because Salvador Perez, just because he might get that just for the, um, because of last year, uh, yeah, just the popularity end of it. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's Sean Murphy. How is he doing? Horrible year. Yeah, catching in the American League has not been good. No. When you you know when you look around, I mean, uh, Trevino might get it, but I don't know if he'll get it just because of popularity. Like nobody is gonna like look at him on the ballot and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna vote for, you know. Trevino is the starting catcher. So no. Perez might get it just out of, you know, out of reputation. He just hit a couple of home runs. He's at, he's up to eight, but he's batting 199. So yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, Vasquez might get it. Oh, okay. How's he doing? He is um, oh, 282. Yeah. He was batting 300 for a while. 282, two homers, 21 ribbies. That's uh, not bad. I mean, for catcher, you can't really can't really complain. Like I said, Trevino is batting 282. He's got four homers, 15 RBIs. Yeah. So he's right there with him. Uh, Nobody else is Tampa Bay. I remember Zanino hitting really bad. He's hitting 152. So he can't possibly start. (laughs) Maybe Adley Rutschman. Maybe they'll, you know, I know he's. (laughs) He just got, you know, he just got into the league, but, you know, but he's not really hitting that well either. So that's, that'd be more of a good story than anything else. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, don't, I don't see him making it. But uh, what does the week ahead look like for the Yankees? You guys uh, are playing. We got Minnesota coming up now. Ooh. Which is going to be interesting because Minnesota has been great this year so far is it in new york in minnesota okay uh tuesday wednesday thursday this week i think it's a good litmus test for minnesota because they've been playing so well but they're scheduled but and they just came off of playing uh toronto and i think they beat them two out of three mm-hmm. am i correct yeah. or yeah because toronto um they at least won let's see yeah, they won two out of three. Yeah. But they got swept by Detroit before that. So yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That really doesn't make any sense. But they are playing well. And this is, again, like I said, it's a good litmus test for them on this homestand for Minnesota because they have the Yankees for three and then they got Tampa Bay for three. So this is a good way to see, okay, are you guys for real? Yeah. Um, so far, they, they beat the White. They've swept the White Sox. Three games, um, they were two and two against you guys. Uh, Oakland, they were five out of five and one. So they've been pretty good. They they lost all three games against Houston. So it's definitely interesting because the Yankees, for the last twenty years, I think they have owned Minnesota. So yes. um, <laughs> so that's why I think it's going to be an interesting series because if Minnesota is for real they might take a game or two from the Yankees if they are for real. But I, yeah, like, I, I, I was just wondering if it was at Yankee stadium, when they come to Yankee stadium, what kind of reception Gary Sanchez gets? Oh, right. Yeah. That, that's, that should be interesting. Um, Sanchez is, I, I would think he's going to get more booze than cheers. Gio definitely get cheered because we, everybody yeah. loves Gio, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sanchez, I don't know. It's weird because, you know, like 
I, I've seen players come back and no matter what, they get cheered by the Yankee fans unless they're like, unless they went to Boston. Yeah, unless, yeah <laughs> or if they like forced a trade. Right. And I don't think neither one did. Um, so I, I would say, I would, I'm going to say mixed to cheering, you know, instead of mixed to booze. I'll say more mm-hmm. cheers than booze, but a mix. There are some fans that are going to be like, all right, you know, we still hate you. You know, <laughs> you still let us down. So we got the three at Minnesota. It was weird. We go to Minnesota for three games and then we come back home and then we're playing uh, the Cubs for the weekend, okay. which should yeah. be cool to see the Cubs in the in, uh, Yankee Stadium. There's only, there's only, I think, six games on the dock for tonight. Um, obviously, the Red Sox are playing, but then uh, the big game that I'm looking at is the Mets Padres. Yeah, that should be a good series. Yep, out out in San Diego. Yeah, very interesting because the Mets just came back uh, from LA. They they split with the Dodgers, right? Yeah, and as much as I get on the Padres and the Mets, the Padres are only three games behind the Mets. I know they're in different divisions, but as good as the Mets are playing, the Padres are right there. Yeah, they're only two behind the Dodgers for the division. Yep. And they've, they've won three straight. Um, so this is a team. And, again, they've done it all year without arguably their best player, right? Yeah. Without Tatis. And, and nothing about him coming back either. Yeah, he's a guy, right? We haven't heard any updates on that guy. Nope. So who knows? I mean, I remember it was like, oh, a couple of months. I, I remember them. it was like June, right? Yeah, possibly coming back. I just haven't heard anything from this guy coming back whatsoever. So I thought it was eight to ten weeks. They said originally. Oh, so that's three months. Two and a half months. Right. So. Oh, he takes. He just took ground balls yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if he did anything. <laughs> he still isn't cleared to swing a bat. Said he hopes he will. Um, that that will start sometime next week. If he can get cleared to swing soon, there's a chance he can return later this month. Wow. Because uh, I would I would say as long as they're winning, wait till after the All Star game. Yeah, give him some games down in uh, in the minors. Because yeah. when did he get hurt? Did he get hurt during preseason uh, exhibition games or? Was it well, that's the tricky thing. When they asked him, uh, I forgot the the answer was really bad. But I forgot the oh, that's the right. Exact, when they asked him, you know, how did you injure? How did you injure yourself? And he said, which which time on the motorcycle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Not, yeah, that's not the best answers you wanted to hear for your franchise player. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's right. I remember that now. The sur- oh, so the surgery was probably just before um, spring yeah. training started, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that he wanted to wait until he could get back with the team doctor. Oh, okay. So it might have happened when they were during um, the lockout. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's gonna be a big series, just like with the Mets. 
Mets Dodgers. I mean, they played, uh, they split the four game series, which just shows the Mets are for real. And, you know, we just said the Padres are playing without their franchise player. Look what the Mets are playing without. They're playing without Scherzer and DeGrom and adding um, McGill, who, who pitched great too for them while, while replacing DeGrom in the rotation. So, um, yeah, I mean, and there's another team that's going to make moves, you know, before the trade deadline for sure. Oh, for sure. Yep. I mean, they have that shortstop in, in the minors that, you know what, they could trade him because you got Lindor for the next decade. So that guy is, is going to be the probably the big bargaining piece for whatever um, big-time player they're going to try to go for. Um, we're, like, I know we had Justin on, uh, on our Twitter space Friday night. You could catch us every Friday night on, on Twitter and our Twitter space. Start about 7 o'clock, so the invite's always up there, so definitely check us out. Um, well, when you look at the Mets, let's assume they get Scherzer and DeGrom back at some point of the season. Who knows when, let's say in a couple of months, whatever, they're both, they're both in there by September. Okay. So at the trade deadline, what do you think the Mets will, will look for? Bullpen. Definitely. Um, probably a righty and a lefty. So I don't think they trade their top prospect. I think they go after. I don't think they're going to go after a closer because they have Diaz. Right. I just think they need a couple of bullpen pieces. Yeah. And I don't think, I think there's enough out there where the market's going to be. There's going to be enough teams selling off pieces, whether it's a bad contract or you're out of it. Like a team like Kansas City, Detroit, uh, the Reds, you know, all, all the usual suspects. Yeah. So I could see them going after an established big league, like seventh and eighth inning guy. Yeah. And I don't think that'll cost you your top prospect. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. No. That's true. But, I mean, what do you see them going after? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think they'll. If those two guys, like I said, using that as a as an example, I don't see them going after a starting pitcher. So that they won't need. Um, maybe another bat, because Escobar mm-hmm. hasn't exactly been great at third. So maybe a like a corner guy, like a third baseman. I don't know. Yeah, maybe send down. Maybe get rid of Dom Smith for good. Yeah, and uh, get a corner infielder. Yeah, something like that. Maybe as a backup, because Escobar has not been great. Twenty-seven four homers, eighteen ribbies. So, but other than that, I mean, or maybe a catcher. If uh, that's that's the spot, catcher. Yeah, catchers where they're weak. I would say, and McCann's on the IL. Not that he's a world beater himself, but. You know, he's a veteran catcher at least. So I would say that. Yeah, maybe catcher more than anything. Catcher or third base along with a bullpen arm. And McGill did pitch in double A on Sunday. Oh, okay. So he should be back soon. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. What about with just getting back to our teams? Um, for you guys, getting closer to the trade deadline, what do you think yeah. the, the Red Sox go for? I think they definitely uh, – the one thing I'm grateful for is the Xander Bogart stuff has quieted down. 
mm-hmm. you know, now that you're in the playoff race, in the playoffs right now, in the race, hopefully for the rest of the year, um, I think it's got to be pitching. Yeah. I mean, you have Duran has been up and down as far as like an extra outfielder. Um, Frenchy Cordero is starting to hit. I think they can piece together first base and right field. I think they need pitching. Yeah. Can you get away with Sale and Paxton returning from injury? That's not exactly Scherzer and DeGrom coming back. No, but. But (laughs) I think without a doubt, they need at least one bullpen piece. And And that's being on the conservative side. And you um, remember what I, I, I've been saying, right? The whole time. I think when yeah. Sale returns, I would yeah, put a closer. closer. It yeah. makes too much sense. I think him and Hauk as a righty lefty in the eighth and ninth inning. Oof. That'd be pretty good. And then you have Avaldi, Pavetta, uh, Whitlock, Rich Hill, who's pitching much better. Waka, who's pitching well. Yeah. I, I think, though, they could either maybe get another starter and do like a six man rotation. Cause some of these guys like Waka and Hill are either older or haven't pitched a full season in a couple of years. Right. For a number of reasons. I mean, Waka was horrible last year, so he wasn't allowed to pitch a full year. And you know what? He's only 30. I thought he was older. Yeah. And, and Rich Hill's like 42. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. <laughs> That's a guy you're gonna need to uh, get you know, a rest. Yeah, and also he's a guy that you could kind of do the. He could open, pitch you three or four innings, and then you know back him up with uh, someone else. So, but I'm I'm working on the assumption that Chris Sale isn't gonna be a contributor this year. You don't think he's coming back at all? No, I think he's coming back. I just oh. think he's gonna be a net zero. Oh. Okay. I'm not high on Chris Sale at all. He's got great stuff, but he uh, he just I I hate to say it's 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 the market, it's Boston, because he has pitched big in certain games, but between him not showing up in the playoffs and him being injured, which he can't really help. I know that's a tough thing to lay on somebody. Yeah. Say they're injury prone, but it's just, um, I'll I'll believe it when I see him pitch a couple of big starts against the Yankees. <clears throat> and adds, that adds to why I think he should come back as the closer, you know? Because, yeah. uh, I mean, who who's closing? Is it Barnes yet, or is he not? It's been a... No, Barnes is on the IL. Oh, he's back. Thankfully, the- yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's not keep him in the committee. So, right, so he's out. Yeah, Hansel Robles, Strom. It's it's not a good. Yeah, Ryan so Blazier. I I, I, <laughs> you, I think Sale makes so much sense as a closer. The problem here is the problem. He may not want to do it, right? right. Even I, I just make Hauk the closer. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The team might be thinking the same thing we're thinking putting sale as the closer, but they might've approached him and he, he might've said, listen, I'm, I'm a starter. I'm an ace. That's what you're paying me for. That's what I want to do. So I, I could yeah. see that, you know, but Definitely. it, but to me, it makes too much sense because 
imagine you you add Sale as your closer, and like you said, add him and Hauk at the end. You know that's a good now. And then with the starters, listen, you got Evaldi, Pavetta, Whitlock as your top three, and then Hill and Waka, and like you said, maybe. And then if you're at the trade deadline, all you need is a bullpen guy and maybe another starter. And he doesn't have to be a, a one or a two. He could just be that no, inning guy. Innings. Yeah, like a three, four, just to add to it. You know, then you could give Hill the breaks or you could, you know. So I, I, to me, it makes too much sense. And I'm, I'm just curious if, if they are at least thinking that, you know. And, and if they are, I don't think they would say it out loud until they talk to Sale about it. Right. And also when they get to the trade deadline, because they don't want to say, okay, sales are closer. So now teams will know that they're desperate for a pitcher, you know, starter right. instead of a closer. You know, and whatever. Do so. you really want to pay 30 million for a closer that's never done it before? I, 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 no, I get that part. It makes a lot of sense. But you got to remember, Sale, when he first came up with the White Sox, he did work out of the bullpen. Yeah. So that's true. I, I, I could see him doing it. And I understand the money aspect. And I'm putting it in in the Yankee perspective, like if Cole was out and they brought him to back to be the closer. Yeah. It, it, it would make absolute no sense, but in this situation, just for what you guys need. And I mean, cause at the, at the back end, you got nothing at the back end. No. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's yep. nothing back there. So, so sale throws a bullpen session on Tuesday and then he'll face live BP on Friday, hopefully. And then maybe next week, and then start a rehab. He needs to throw two live BPs before starting a rehab. Oh, okay. So maybe the end of next if week. He throws it Friday, then maybe, maybe this time next week, he'd be getting ready to start his rehab assignment. Maybe one start in each level, A, double A, triple A, and then he's ready. Hmm. That'll be interesting. So, yeah. That's a big arm to add, and then you put yeah, him. Look, I, I'm down on him just because of injuries and whatnot. But if he comes back and he's healthy, it, it's a it's a game changer. Absolutely. And does that? And does he? All right. Let's say he goes into the starting rotation. Who who goes? Does anybody go into the bullpen, or do you think they go to a six man rotation with him? I think for the start, they go to a six man. Yeah just to help with innings and load and workload and all that. Um, because um, cause Chris Sale only pitched, trying to look up his last couple of years, he didn't pitch at all in 2020. Right. Uh, 2021, he pitched nine games. The year in 2019, he pitched 25. So he hasn't, yeah, he's thrown a combined, he's thrown less than 200 innings in the last three years. Mm. So, in one sense, he's he's got plenty of, <laughs> he's rested. He shouldn't right. be tired, but you got to ramp him up too. Right. To me, and to me, that, that, to me, that makes him more to be a bullpen guy when he comes back, because are you going to just throw him in there and say, okay, give us six, seven innings 
you know, every start when you haven't done it? Yeah. No, so I can see I both. I, so. But I, yeah, I see it both sides. Yeah, there's an argument to be made both ways. Yeah. What is, um, did Stanton come back yet? Speaking about injuries. Yeah, he came back okay. uh, Saturday and they sent down uh, oh, <coughs> Miguel Andor. And, you know, Yankee fans, of course, were flipping out. And now he's asking for a trade to get out of New York. Um, listen, I understand his point. He wants to play. But in times like this, it becomes a numbers game. There was yeah. nobody else they could have sent down. They're not cutting Gallo for nothing. And yeah. they're not cutting Hicks, right? And no one's taking yeah. them right now because of their contracts. Maybe after the All-Star break and closer to the trade deadline, I, I think Gallo's going to be gone. And like we said earlier, probably for not much. Hicks, I don't think anybody will take because of his contract and because he's just garbage right now. And um, the only way they're going to get rid of him is if they eat the contract or if they trade him, they get nothing in return and they eat most of his deal. So I, I don't see it happening. You know, I, I could see them put – I could see them adding another outfielder and trading Gallo and just making Hicks like the fourth guy out there. And, you know, he's going to play when – you know, when Stanton doesn't play or when Judge doesn't play. Um, so it's they're, they're kind of stuck, you know, in that sense. But it was good to get uh, Stanton's bat back in the lineup and Donaldson this weekend. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully he gets back to what he was before. And Donaldson, like I said, hopefully he starts to heat up a little bit, gets into a more of a groove, you know. But uh, yeah, because. I, it's it's bound to happen with Donaldson. You got to think. Uh, you would think so because he looks fine. You know, um, he looks okay. I mean, yeah, he he said while he was out, his shoulder. He's had the shoulder issue for a few years now, but he knows how to take care of it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he's got. I mean, you look at his production over the years. There's too much there not to not for it to come out here, you know, to come out with the Yankees and especially in that lineup where you're not asked to be, you know, the main guy in the lineup. Um, you know, right now he's only got, he's only hit five home runs. He's driven in 17 so far this year, batting 229. So slugging 400. Um, he got the game winning sack fly yesterday. He almost hit the home run. It, it, I think he got to the warning track. But um, Soto was pitching for Detroit. So he got the sack fly, won the game. It was a walk-off. Um, so we'll see if he gets going. And, and the thing with Andujar, his value is not high either. You know, if you put no. him in, you know, the trade machine that everybody likes to go to online, his value is not, if anything, it's nothing. So we're not going to get much for him. So, you know, the Yankees are – either a going to trade him for nothing or get, you know, very little in return, or they're going to talk to him and say, listen, this is the way it is right now. It's a numbers game. And you, you know, when, when you're, when your number's called, you'll come up, but right now it's, this is what we, you know, this is what we have to do. You know, if, I think if they didn't sign Carpenter um, and he was, you know, he's been pretty good since he's, yeah, he's been pretty good. Yeah. So I think if they never signed him, maybe, you know, we'd still have Anduar in the, uh, in pinstripes right now, but for now, I think. And I think if Andrew Har has shown that he could field at third base better, 
than it would offer. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have to say I was, I, I was impressed when he was up because that to me was his big downfall that he just, his glove was so bad at third. And then when they put him in the outfield, he was bad out there. And he's gotten better in the outfield, but yeah, it, I've seen a huge improvement and that's, he, he's like, he's okay in the outfield now, you know, mm-hmm. especially compared to what he was. So, um, you know, you never know. Maybe a team is looking for a right-handed bat, you know, that could play the outfield and DH. This is bad. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> With San Fran, right? San Fran's going to just take all your players. Yeah, and but San Fran's always looking for a bat. And especially a right-handed bat. Yeah, and that, and that lineup is <laughs> – we've talked about it many times where it's like, how is this team doing what they're doing? How yeah. are they – yeah. How are they uh, right now they're they're in the wild card lead by two games over Atlanta. And you know, when you look at their roster and it's I, I don't get it. Uh Wilmer Flores batting third. <laughs> their big bat is Jock Peterson, and he's uh you know, he's very streaky, like we know. Yep. Um, Skrimsky is solid, you know, solid player, 279, five home runs. Yeah, they're all guys that are going to bat like two, two something and just give you a good at bat, but not. Yeah. Crawford's not nothing. having a great year. Yeah. Um, Belt has not been great this year either. Yeah, he's so. been injured too. Longoria's yeah. just coming off an injury. And... Yeah. Joey Bart hasn't. He hasn't panned out yet. He was supposed. Maybe if you to, give them enough, you can get Joey Bart back on the cheap. <laughs> give him Gallo. Give him Andujar. <laughs> and throw in a good prospect. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know same. how. Yeah, I don't know how Bart is defensively. Like I don't know his defensive game. So that That's would. True. Yeah, so that would probably play if he's you know if he's throwing out guys or if he's calling a good game and stuff like that. That's a possibility, you know. Then he could back up Trevino, and then, you know, eventually take over as the as the starter. So you know, and you know, we talked about Boston, uh, and with the Yankees, <clears throat> obviously, I think they could probably use another bullpen arm for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, after losing Green and uh, Chapman being down, and who knows how he's going to be when he comes back, and um, Weiziger, hopefully, he bounces back when he returns. So actually we're down three guys. I said two earlier, but, and then of course, like I said, the outfields, we're going to add an outfielder because there's no doubt. I think in anybody's mind that the Yankees are going to add a, an outfielder at some point um, because Hicks and Gallo just cannot be on this team all year. It's just, it's impossible. Um, well, they could. <laughs> yeah, I guess they could. <laughs> I mean, you're, you guys are at what? Seven, 700 wing percentage. Yeah, it's crazy. That, that I, it's amazing how bad they've been, but the team is just rolling along. Like it's like they're not even there. You know, yeah. like they literally are not even there, and they're. It's like they're playing with six guys in the lineup every you know every night. And but that I think cannot. It, it's it's not going to work in the playoffs. You know. Um. So, I, I think that. I don't think we're going to need a starter unless, you know, crossing my fingers, no one gets hurt. We'll be fine. The, the one thing that worries me, not worries me, it concerns me more, is with the rotation, 
you got Cortez, right? Cortez is great, great story, phenomenal. But he's never thrown in the minors. Mm-hmm. The highest he threw, I think, was 117 innings in yeah. a season. And, and then Severino. Severino hasn't pitched a full season in four years. Yeah. So both those guys are going to need at least a start or two. Yeah. Off and I would summer. think Tyone. Tyone missed some some games last year too. Yeah. He's coming back from the ankle injury. So, um, you know, that's a guy. He only pitched in 10 games last year, Tyone. Yeah. You know, so that's 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 what worries me. They're doing great now, but at some point they got to say, all right, we got to skip a start here. So, but the good thing is we do have, um, we do have Clark Schmidt up. He could probably start, you know, but they'd probably have to stretch him out. So it's, I, I think they're, they're walking a tightrope, but the tightrope is it's wide, but it's going to start getting thinner as the season goes on with the rotation because makes sense. Yeah. Cause it just, it may, you know, Cortez has never thrown over a hundred innings in the, in the majors. He did it four years ago, I think in the minors. I don't know if it's the minors or where is it? He threw a hundred, 115, excuse me, 115. Yeah. In 2018 and in, in AAA and double a combined. But since then, and then he threw 111 and then that was it. After that, he, he hasn't gone over 100 innings yet. So, wow. And the most starts he's had in his whole career, the most starts he's ever had in his whole career is 18, and that was four years ago in the minors. Last year, he started 10 games for us. The year before, he started 14 for us. So wow. that, to me, that worries me. Cole is, is a machine. He's going to, you know, He'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about Paul at all. Um, those other guys, I am. Montgomery, I'm not either. He's been solid. You know, you could see he's been a workhorse, I guess. But uh, the Cortez and Severino, especially, worry yeah. because Tyone a couple of years ago did, you know, did pitch a whole year. Or so, but uh, that that's the part that worries me about the Yankees. Obviously, it's not a problem now, and Yankee fans aren't thinking that. So. I don't want to bring up any red flags or anything, but I think as we get closer, as we go through the season and everybody's healthy, it's like, yeah, it's great, but we got to ease up on these guys a little bit. I think, I think they got to take the the pedal off <laughs> the foot off the pedal a little bit on these guys. Yeah, so this way we have sense. them for uh, September and October for, you yeah, know, you want to play the long game. game. Yeah. I, at least that's what I would think. And I'm sure with the Yankees, the way they rest everybody every three or four games, whatever it is, whatever system they have, I'm sure that's going to come into play with the pitching as well. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something to think about as, as we go along. Yeah. And stuff we'll talk about as the season goes on and every, every Monday, our episodes and our Friday uh, Twitter space. We'll keep you updated on in between episodes and uh, look forward to I say this every week, but I can't believe the season's flying by this fast. Yeah, it is. We're already into June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at what a third of the we're about a third, right? A yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's definitely um now so it's things are starting to become trends. Yeah, and like the division 
the division leads start, it, it starts to heat up now. June, yeah. as the weather warms up, you know, the, all these positioning starts to heat up and, yeah. you know, can Minnesota, can they hold off? That's, you know, that's a storyline looking, going forward. Can Minnesota hold off the White Sox? Cause you know, they're going to get healthy and. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we've been saying it every week, but. Yeah. It's, uh, they're <laughs> looking up at Cleveland and Minnesota. Something I would have never have guessed. I, I'm, I'm thinking in the American League, what team besides the Yankees and Houston? Oh, who's that next team? Hmm. Is it Toronto? Is it Tampa? Is it the White Sox? Is it Minnesota? Who's that number three? I would think it's Toronto, only because I mean, talent-wise, yeah, it's got to be Toronto. Yeah, and and you got to think at at the uh, trade deadline, they're going to be they're going to be busy as well because they know they're close. Uh, maybe a bullpen arm or two or another bat, maybe a left-handed bat for that lineup. So, And then yeah. I guess the other thing is for the American League, how how much longer do these teams kind of stay in the race but not quite, like Cleveland, uh, the Angels, Texas, Seattle? How long do they linger? Like do they become buyers or do they stay buyers at the trade deadline? Or by then, do they fall out of it and become sellers? Right. Because if you're Texas, I know you're you're way back in the division, but you are a game and a half behind Boston for the yeah. final wild card. If oh, yeah. you're the Angels, if you're Cleveland, if you're the White Sox, Texas, all those teams are within a game and a half of the wild card. And it's already a third of the way through the year. And if you're only a game and a half out, there's no way you can be a seller. No. And I, I go even further, like Seattle, they're three out. I don't yeah. think they're going to be a seller either. No, I mean, if you're a weekend sweep away from making the playoffs, yeah, they would no have no way you can be a seller. I would say by the end of – by the time you get to the all-star break, if it's not eight or yeah, nine – Some of those teams have to fall out. Yeah, you know, like Kansas City, Oakland, Detroit are definitely going to be done by then. Baltimore, probably. But they've been they've been hanging in uh, as long as they have, which is pretty impressive. Um, so I'm looking at that next tier, those teams that are – Yeah. I would say even though Texas spent a lot of money in the offseason, obviously, with, C- with Simeon and, uh, and Seager, I would say they're going to fall out of it. Just because yeah. of the pitching, Cleveland right? has the pitching, though. So right, Cleveland they do. Could stay in it. Possibly, yeah, for a little bit. And and you know what? They got so they got so little in payroll that they could add a, a player or two, and not and it won't affect them whatsoever, right? No, mm-hmm. oh, now we're over to the, the salary cap thing and the salary tax and all that. But they they have no worries in that sense. So they could go and make a major move, and 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 possibly you know get into the wild card. They like you said, their pitching is very good. So um, that'll be an interesting team. And of course, the White Sox. You know, the White Sox were waiting every week for them to get going. So um, yeah. yeah, I think it's a matter of time. I I still think I'm I'm not giving up on them. I mean, they're only they're literally only a game behind you guys for the wild card spot. So yeah. 
like you said, that that top half of the uh, teams that are out of the wild card are probably going to stay in it. I'll be interested to see too the Angels if they completely fall out of it. You know, by by mid July. You know, I think they're just one injury, sadly, away from yeah throwing the towel in. Somebody like Trout or Otani goes down for a ten day stretch. Yeah, that after might they lose eleven in a row. Ooh. Yeah, that might be the uh, <laughs> the final nail, <laughs> you know, for them. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do against Boston this week if they can kind of gather themselves and. Yeah, they have to. I think they have to, you know, because now now they're trying to catch you guys, so they have to, at the very least, split with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Very least, I would say take more. You know, obviously go three out of four, but and the way Boston's going, I I don't see that happening. I, no. I think Boston's going to take three out of four and and kind of widen that lead over the Angels, but you know the other teams are going to be on the you know on the rise. So and, and I'll just say this: Boston's bullpen will have something to say about that. <laughs> well, yeah, one way or the other, right? Yeah, <laughs> In a exactly. Way one way or the other, right? It'll be interesting. That's right. They're going to have the final say, but I mean, you exactly. know what? But the Angels getting back to them—if if they become stellars. I mean, they got big time players that they could move, right? Syndergaard's yeah. only on a one year one year deal, right? Yeah, they can yeah. move him. Maybe Rondon. I mean, I don't think anybody will take Rondon, but um, I think they could move some players for sure. Definitely. Um, and I getting back to Trout for a second. How bad he's been? Is this is this Trout just showing that he's that he's mortal, like that he's a <laughs> start to is this him taking a step back? You know, a step is, it is, it's not that bad of a step because right. it's still 270. But I wonder, or is this him just not being happy where he is? Uh, you know, you gotta remember this guy's an east coast guy. I mean, I know he just signed his deal a few years ago, yeah. Um, so obviously he's happy on the west I, coast. I think this but... might be a combination of everything, might be a little bit of. Maybe some wearing. He's just pressing too much. I mean, I don't know. He keeps on seeing the league get younger around him, and all the stars around him are younger, getting the headlines. Yeah. I I still think he's got a couple years run in him, of of maybe not dominating the way he did, but hey, he's only thirty. You know, we're not talking about an old man here. <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a couple of years in him where he's going to be back to trout level, but this might just be one of his off years. He turns thirty one in August, August seventh. He'll be thirty one. So, I just hope this is not his season where he takes where he starts to decline. Not that he that he declines, but he starts to like it's mm-hmm. on the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> the slow. De- hopefully for the Angels for their part and for him. With the all-time greats that he's in the conversation with, it's it's very rare that you have a great player that just is consistently great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, think about the other guys we were talking about. Look at Ken Griffey Jr.'s career. I'm not comparing the two. I I I hope Trout doesn't have that second half. But there's ebbs and flows to a guy's career. So maybe this is just... That's a good comparison. Griffey, you know, both center fielders. Yeah. Um, and I know with Trout, didn't they bring up the notion that possibly moving to left field? 
Yeah. New offseason, right? I definitely, I definitely see the end of his contract being A, somewhere else, B, in a different position. Uh, different position for sure. I don't somewhere see him finishing else. with the Angels. Yeah. That you might be right to. I could, I could see him being moved at some point. Um, unfortunately, whenever it's a big contract, you always got to mention the Yankees, right? They're always picking yeah, up. Of course. So, and you got to think of the big market teams and who can absorb that contract. And if he wants to come east, and if he wants home to the East Coast, hey, I would. I still think the best <laughs> three-way deal in, in the world would be. I, I've I've Judge said it. Harper Trout. Yep. Yep. Us getting Harper Trout going to Philly. Well, we make it a fourteen deal. <laughs> Throw Devers in there. Okay. So okay. So where does everybody go then? Oh boy. <laughs> Who do you want? Who do I want out of that? You can't get Judge. I don't think. No, no. Uh, I want. Uh, we're not going to get Devers. So I want Harper. Mm. So but that's just an older version of Devers. So uh, right. I'll take Trout. <laughs> that's a decent, decent yeah. pickup. But no, that three-team trade that you proposed would be uh, seismic. Seven, eight. He still has eight more years left on his contract. Oof. Trout, and it's each year is 35, 35.4 million. Yeah, think about all those sales of tickets, jerseys. Oh, yeah. No opt-outs. No, it's a full no trade. So mm, there's no deferred money on his. Mm. So. But yeah, I, I just I just seen that, you know, like whenever you see the angels starting to go down, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah we've seen that coming. But yeah. it's trout not hitting good. It's. Otani not playing well, you know. Otani, you could see taking a step back from last year because he was just so amazing last year, winning the yeah. MVP. It was just okay. Are you going to do that again? You know, like that's a hard act to follow. So I can mm-hmm. I can understand him taking a step back. But Trout's been great every year as long as he's healthy, right? So yeah, that's where I thought the the difference was between the two. So. But uh, yeah, interesting. That's an interesting team to look out for. And what about the National League? Anybody, any team we're really looking at or? Um, I guess I'm looking at the Central. Uh, I'm thinking, does St. Louis have enough to kind of catch Milwaukee? I mean, they're only half game out. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I've had Milwaukee as the as the winner of that division since the start of the year. I don't know. I, I think Seattle, uh, St. Louis can – I mean, Milwaukee, they have some injuries to pitching right now, so. Yeah, their best pitchers are out, right? Peralta's yep. out. Woodruff is out. Yep. So, so yeah, I'm looking at that. The West and the East are pretty much – I mean, Atlanta's finally over 500 now. Do they have a run in them? That's that's going to be the story for me in the second half. It's for... going to have to be a, a hell of a run. Yeah, I mean, and they've won five the straight. <laughs> they've won yeah. five straight, and they're still eight and a half out. So yeah. that's it. Would have been yeah, interesting if the Mets got swept. I think right now, 
I'll go on on a limb and say the teams that are in the playoffs right now for the National League, if the season ended today, that's going to be the teams. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not in that order, but those teams, those six that are in right now. Just to give you a different team, I think Atlanta is going to take over San Fran. I just hmm. think Atlanta is a better team overall than San Fran, and they they got to have a run in them. They ju- they just have to. Okay. They're just starting now, but I think I still think their second half is going to be much better than their first half, and they're going to yeah. overtake San Fran. I, I don't think they're catching the Mets. I'm not saying that. So, but I think they could catch the the Giants for sure. Okay. But I but you're right. With I think San Diego, St. Louis. I think they're locked in for those top two spots. Yeah. You know, because San Diego looks great. And you got to, like we were talking earlier, when Tatis comes back, that just makes that lineup that much better. And yeah. and they'll be busy at the trade deadline as well. You know, along with St. Louis, they always make moves. So, um, yeah, I could see that. The rest, you know, we, uh, with Philly, with Girardi getting fired, I mean, obviously it worked. They've, they're on a four-game winning streak now, so maybe it was Girardi's fault. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but hey, you know what? They had. Listen, did I think it was Girardi's fault? No, but they had to do something, and yes. And I think right now it's too early for a trade, you know, a major trade at least. So, you know what? This is what you got to do. You got to shake some, shake it up a little bit, and see what and and see if something happens and obviously and hey it, it worked for now we'll see yeah. the way it goes you know with their schedule coming up i mean they got milwaukee and arizona miami washington so they can make a run they got texas they could you know if they get hot here maybe they could get back into it you know i don't think so but <laughs> uh you never know with, with with these teams uh Right now, they're 11 back of the Mets. I don't see anybody catching the Mets. I think no. the Mets are going to have double digit by the, uh, by the all-star break, but I still think Atlanta makes a run for the wild card and, and sneaks in. Okay. So. And then uh, I guess we close up with trivia. Okay. I have uh, I just have a top 10. Okay. Because um, we, uh, with Bogarts breaking the Boston Red Sox record, right? For most games mm-hmm. at shortstop. And just to give you in perspective here, where he lands in all time games at shortstop. Probably like history. 70. <laughs> no, he's, he's got one, he's played 1,096 games at shortstop. Okay. Um, 10, he's played 10 seasons. He's 29 years old right now. And he ranks 119th overall. Oh, Jesus. Now, just to give you, Two-part question. Number one, who is the active leader in most games at shortstop? <laughs> I think I'll give you a car if you get this one. <laughs> Brandon Crawford. Uh, no. Oh boy. He's at 1,457. He's about 400 games less than the leader. Oh. Um... I'll give you a bonus point if you could get the second one. <laughs> because Crawford is third. There's a number and, two and there's a number Andrelton one. Andrelton Simmons? No, he's wow. he's at 1201. Oh boy, going the wrong way. So he's between 
Bogarts and Crawford. So he's fourth. Crawford is third. Bogey's fifth. DD is sixth. So get him out of your brain. In case is you're Miguel Tejada still on a team? No. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel Tejada. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, He's actually 23rd. Okay. 1,946 games played. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be... He's in the American League now. The guy oh, who's wow. second, I think, is in the National League right now. Yes. Okay. First guy, I'll just throw one name out there and see if go for American, it. American League, yeah, Andrews. Yep, he's number one, Elvis Andrews. Wow, he's at can't believe he's 36th place at 1819. That was a great guess. Um, he's played 14 seasons and he's 33, so he's still oh, my he favorite. He still might be able to get into like the top 15. Um, and second is the National League. Think uh, National League East. Now we're down for you. I keep thinking Jose Reyes. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Alcides Escobar from the oh, Nationals. Man. 13 seasons, 35 already. Wow. 1,482 games. So, all right. So now we're going to go top 10 all time. Okay. Just to give you a hint, uh, um, I'm going to give you the guy who's in 10th because we said um, Bogarts has 1,096 games played at short, right? The guy in 10th place all time is Rabbit Marinable. Oh, the Braves guy. Yeah. He's got 21-53 games at short. Wow. 10th. The rest of the top 10 are names you know. Yeah. So they are got to be. Easy. Okay. Uh, Jeter. He's number two at 26-74. Cal Ripken. Fifth, 23-02. Ozzy Smith. Fourth, 25-11. Hmm. Uh, what's his name, sadly? Omar Vizquel. Yep, he's the leader, 2709. Okay. The big, the big red machine. Luis Aparicio. Wrong team, but. Mm, yes, he's third at 2581. Okay, so I got the top five. Yep. Okay. Six is a little surprising, I think. Six and seven. Same team, too. Same team. Wow. Same team. Number six team, played. Team Reese? Oh, no. Uh, no. No. He was, he's 19th. Barry Larkin? He's 15th. Six and seven, same team in the American uh, National League East. Oh, um, <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, the Phillies. Um, right. 
Jimmy Rollins. Yep. And he's six at 22, 27. Who the heck is the other guy I'm thinking of? I think uh, 80s, 70s, 80s. Oh, um, I can't believe he played that long. I mean, he's a great defender, Larry Boa. Yep, 22, 22. And I you're missing. No idea. Eighth and, all right, so eighth is uh, Luke Appling. Okay. At 22, 18. And then number nine was the big red machine, Dave Concepcion, 2178. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's, uh, that's a pretty impressive top 10. Right outside the top 10 is Alan Trammell. Um, Edgar Renteria, former Red Sox for a little bit. He's 13th. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that. I wonder where, what's his name is on this list? Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. Yeah, he played a long time. Played maybe switch positions. Uh, he's twenty seventh. Okay. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe that's. Yeah, he's got. I have right listed field. as a couple positions. Yeah, he's got right field and first base on his. Uh... Yeah, he played uh, outfield three hundred seventy four games, first base two forty eight. Third base, 210, right field, 96, second base, 57. Yeah, that's a good chunk of his career. Yeah. So that's yeah. a pretty good one, just just for uh, history-wise, you know? Yeah, that is. Just to know, like, when you look at Bogarts, it's like – because he's been there 10 years already, so you would think he'd be a little bit higher, but still got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. And then career games as a Red Sox. Uh it's not catching the ass. Yeah, that's a that's a name that's going to be up there forever, probably. I don't. I really don't see anybody taking over. Uh, yes, for most. What's it like three thousand? Yeah, I. You know what? I looked at it. I did look at it uh, before, just out of curiosity, because I'm like, where is he? Yeah, Skrimsky's at thirty three oh eight games played. Bogarts is 18th at 11.67. 18th on the Red Sox? Yeah. Okay. He'll pass uh, Billy Goodman, Duffy Lewis, George Scott. Um, cool. And be in 15th by the end of this year. If, okay. You know, That's not bad. Avoids any major problems. And then you still got like Tris Speaker and Ted Williams and Yastrzemski and yeah, if you go 300 more after that, in two years, two to three years, it'll be possible. Yeah, because Veritech is 10th at 1546. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a tough list to crack. Yeah, that's <laughs> – like yeah, the top two, I don't think we're getting anywhere near, so. No. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm going to be looking up uh... – Career games played. Okay, I'll get you. Some, uh, let's see. Real quick here. New York Yankees. I think it's a good list. Career games. Um, yeah, it's got to be Jeter. It's got to be um, Jeter, Mickey Mantle. Um, All-time leaders. Hold on one second. Um, do you want to do games? Sure. Okay. Slow internet here. Uh, <laughs> games. There we go. 
Uh, what do you think? Top five. I would say Mickey Mantle. Okay, that's two. Jeter. One. Um, DiMaggio. For this. No. No. DiMaggio is eleventh. Uh, Randolph. Twelfth. Babe Ruth. Fifth. Think about the guy that's known for games. Um, oh, Rivera? No. No. Yeah, no, he didn't play that Think about the guy that's known for just showing up every day. Uh, Lou Gehrig? There you go, third. Um, is Roy Seven. White in the top ten? Yeah, oh, yeah, seven. Okay. Uh, four, six, eight, Yogi nine, and ten. That's four. Um, and some uh, more recent guys. More recent guys. Bernie? Yep, that's six. So uh, that's eight, nine, and ten. Posada? That's eight. <laughs> um, thinking who else? I think you should get number ten. <laughs> um, I think you should get number ten. Yeah, <laughs> but not Rizzuto? number nine is number nine is sneaky. Not Rizzuto, right? No, Rizzuto is fifteenth. Mattingly, Mattingly is ten. Okay. So you want number nine? Sure. Bill Dickey. Bill Dickey. Yeah, I don't think I would have guessed. Him. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Yeah. Okay. That right, was cool. a really good list, though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, same thing with Boston. You know, yeah. Boston's got, you know, when you look at the top 10, it's mostly Hall of Famers. Yeah. So. So on Friday, we'll do a Twitter space. Hopefully it'll be both teams continue to win and and we can preview the weekend and we still won't play each other for another couple of weeks. Yeah, which is strange, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so... You could follow us. I'm at CP7NY. Patrick is at Patrick Trotty. The show is at Talking Rivals. Um, you can catch us on the web, uh, talkingrivals.com. And um, if you can, join us on Friday for our Twitter space. We have a yeah, great time. Fun. Yeah, we just talk about everything baseball, not just Yankees, Red Sox. Um, we've been having different fans. We've had a Met fan. We've had a Braves fan jump, uh, jump on with us, too. So... It's been interesting. So everybody's welcome. Exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll put up the uh, we'll put up the uh, the invite either Thursday or Friday. So uh, any last words, Patrick? Uh, no, just hopefully uh, both teams uh, stay healthy and continue the hot streak. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Take care. All right.